following the bright and light of Jesus' transfiguration on the mountaintop, Luke tells us that Jesus sets his face towards Jerusalem. It is the season of Lent, and we are on the journey to the cross. Luke chapter 13, verses 31 through 35. Hear the word of God. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to him, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, Go and tell that fox for me, listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I finish my work, yet today and tomorrow and the next day I must be on my way. Because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed away from Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wing, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you, and I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. There is in this world the bully. I don't know if you had a bully in your life, or maybe you were the bully, but I even suspect that bullies have their bullies. I have told you about my first bully, David Lane. David was years older than I. And it seemed that my paper route would always deliver to David's door. And David would take my arm, make me make a fist, and he would push my fist into whatever wall was nearby. He had size and strength in his favor. I had no option but one, for I remember being in church and having someone say to pray for your enemy. And so I prayed that David would be hit by a truck. <laughs> but that is what the bully does to the soul. Near the time of David, I encountered another bully in my shop class. They don't have shop anymore, something about wood flying off of drills that uh, has kept us from doing that, I think. But uh, his name was Jim something. I don't know, remember his last name because he does not occupy much space or time in my life. Jim, one day, I remember, slugged me in my arm. And I didn't think much about it. And then the next day, he slugged me hard in my arm. He did not do it a third day. He tried, but in a flash, he was on the floor and he was eating sawdust in the shop class. Jim had neither age, size, or weight on me, nor did he know that my older brother trained me for combat. 
at my expense, but my older brother trained me for combat. Now, I'm not proud of that event. Okay, maybe I'm a little proud of that event. But I was more surprised by the rage that took over my body and made me something other than who I think I am. And let me tell you, I'm feeling that rage in these days with that fool who has hoodwinked his country with fake news and it has invaded his neighbors with jets and tanks and rockets into hospitals and homes and humans and then lies about it. And I have nothing but rage for anybody who believes that fool and defends that fool. Eight billion people on this planet and one blooming bully holds the world hostage. Get away from here. For Herod wants to kill you. Bullies have been around a long, long time. The one the Pharisees were warning Jesus about was Herod of Antipas. He was the one who had that lovely dinner party, braised lamb, tomatoes, a classic Bordeaux, and on the side, John the Baptist's head on a platter. Mad, mad, mad men in a mad, mad, mad world. He's out to kill you, said some Pharisees. Get away from here, said some Pharisees. It is as if they care about Jesus. <laughs> some Pharisees. You see, I've tended to lump Pharisees all together, mustache-twisting bad guys who are out to destroy Jesus. Lump them all together. But Luke says, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that to the tax collector. Don't do that to the Samaritan. Don't do that to the Pharisees. Don't do that. Luke has Pharisees inviting Jesus over for dinner. Into their homes. Luke, in the book of Acts, has some early Christians who were Pharisees. We remember one whose name was Saul, who became the Apostle Paul. Not every Pharisee, not every Samaritan, not every Russian. I have heard reports of Russian prisoners saying that they had no clue that they were going to fight in Ukraine. I've heard reports of some Russians who refuse to fight because they're related to a Ukrainian or who have a friend who's a Ukrainian. That bully has them going to war to kill Nazis. You see, if you name your enemy Hitler, it's open season all year. But I've heard from a few Russian soldiers who realize the truth and have refused to fight. Now, that's a strong person. The strongest one in the world is the one who keeps their head, while all about them 
they are losing theirs. So it is we are against the Russians. But who knows what is in the hearts and minds of the boys stuck in a convoy of tanks, long rows of menacing tanks, and inside one of them may be a boy who just wants to play soccer. Inside one of them may be a boy who just wants to go fishing with their dad. The Russians love their children, too. Well, there's some love in the statement. Get away from here. For Herod wants to kill you. And to the threat of the bully, Jesus does not run. In fact, Jesus shares his itinerary. Go tell that fox I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to be casting out demons, performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I finish my work. I must be on my way. It's impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. No fear of the bully. It's the strongest one in the world. Just makes you stand back and take notice. I mean, what did President Zelensky say? I need ammunition, not a ride. <laughs> Those are words of someone who knows there are things that are worse than dying. And that is to walk around this earth with an amputated soul, to live as a fraud, to be the president with no people and no country, to be a savior on the run. Can you imagine being someone you're not? Maybe that's not difficult to imagine. We don't always live who we are. I know an accountant who always wanted to be a musician, but he was worried about making a living. Some living, not living. I know a doctor who would have wanted to be an architect. Fortunately, he made enough money to design his own home. I know a preacher who is now retired and he's the happiest guy in the world because he says he's free to say whatever he wants to say, doesn't have to measure every word. I can't wait. <laughs> I know a family or two or 20 who have serious problems but they hide it behind a wall or a gate. You need a code to get in. It's just a lot of work keeping up appearances. Imagine having to be someone you're not. Sometimes you make the choice. Sometimes the choice is made for you. I would like to say it wasn't too long ago, but it still exists. In fact, it feels like it's making a comeback. That if you're born with a certain sexual identity that is outside of what some people would call normal, you have to keep who you are to yourself. But as it is, bullies can sniff out that kind of thing. And so many suicides of children, sons, and daughters. 
No, you don't tell a soul. People can be so mean and violent. Even the church has their share of bully pulpits who can damn you to hell based on your sexuality. Can you imagine trying to paint the story of your life and not being able to paint the story of your life using your true colors? We have a history of bullying one another. Blacks over here. Don't drink from that fountain. The construction industry, the meatpacking plant, are the most welcoming places on the planet. No citizenship required to work here. Just do the job. Management seems to have no problems disobeying, disobeying the law of the land. So why don't we have ICE go after management? Cut the head of the serpent off. No, we go after the powerless. We have a history of bullying one another. The early church, the early church strived to look like Jesus, welcoming everyone and anyone to the love and grace of Jesus Christ. And I think in this text, Jesus is telling the early church, don't be afraid. Go tell the people who are bullying you. Go tell the people who are throwing you in prison. Go tell the people who are putting you in front of lions. Go tell that bully just who you are. I am a child of God, and here's my itinerary. Don't be afraid to call the bully a fool. Don't be afraid, for they're popping all over this planet, people making you drink Kool-Aid of craziness, tossing out facts and applying fiction. Don't choose the winning side of history of nations. Nations come and go. Be a part of the eternal. Be a part of that thing that when it comes to an end, every knee shall bend and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The winning side looks like a journey to the cross. Go tell that bully, if you want to catch us, follow us. Here, we'll even give you the itinerary. For tomorrow, we'll be helping DACA students with their college education because she wants to be a doctor and doesn't want to live a lie. Tomorrow, we'll be tutoring in the schools because it is our baptismal vows. Tomorrow, we'll think less of ourselves and more of others because that is where the holy lies. And the next day, we will be praying for our enemies. For you, Mr. Putin. Dear Lord, we pray for Vladimir, for he surely must be the most frightened, angry, unhappy one on the planet. Hell is the absence of God. We pray that he humbles himself to real power.
to you, O Lord, the one who has lost his life to the bullies of the world, only to give his life for the bullies of this world. Amen. And on the third day, that fox will know where to find us.